The courtroom clips you're witnessing went viral, and though you've probably seen them, no one has ever seen the shocking exclusive footage we obtained that reveals the full story behind the unpredictable case. Oh, you're one of the most evil person I've ever sat across the table from. No, you're not getting out of jail. It makes me physically sick to look at you. Do the DNA test that will prove me right. Don't tell me how to do my job. I watch forensic files. Do you believe everything they put on TV is real? How stupid are you? Really, Isabella? Does that make any goddamn sense to you? Stop calling me Isabella. That's your name. No, it's not. You've come in here tried to fucking act like you're so goddamn smart. This is Isabella Guzman. In approximately three seconds, she will be confronted, resulting in one of the strangest moments in an interrogation we've ever seen. Sir, do you recognize this? Which one? Come back out here, second. Do you recognize her? Yeah, she's my daughter. What's her name? Isabella. Is he insane? You're going to ruin my whole life because I have some random crazy like me. Your life ended last night when you decided you'll kill your mother you left her to die brutally on a bathroom i did not murder anyone in one of the most brutal acts of violence the state of colorado has ever seen a teenage girl viciously takes the life of her own mother inside their family home it's an incomprehensible crime but what authorities find to be even more disturbing is that the suspect claims to be a completely different person who didn't have anything to do with the gruesome killing. As the unbelievable investigation begins to unfold, it becomes increasingly apparent that not everything is as it seems, and behind the diabolical act lies a most insane and unpredictable motive. All oh, you people suck. And that bitch is probably crazy as and she's gonna go kill somebody else. It was a typical summer's evening on Wednesday, August 28, 2013, in Aurora, Colorado. 47-year-old Yunmi Hoi returned to her home around 9.30, bringing dinner for her husband, 40-year-old Ryan Hoy. Working another tiring day at her photography studio at the Aurora Town Center Mall, she looked forward to spending some time with her family, also consisting of her daughter and Ryan's stepdaughter, 18-year-old Isabella Guzman. However, the teenager had a more sinister agenda for the night. Ryan tells his wife that Isabella is home, but he's unsure of exactly where she is. Yunmi suggests that she and Ryan take a walk after she showers, to which he agrees. Only a few short minutes go by before the unthinkable happens. Ryan is enjoying his dinner when a violent pounding sound begins to shake the house, followed by a haunting scream. He quickly sprints upstairs where his wife's screams are only intensifying as she calls his name for help. Ryan's adrenaline is racing as he finally reaches the bathroom, but the door is locked. He makes several attempts to break in, but someone is pushing against it, ensuring that they can finish the gruesome act taking place behind the door. Still, Ryan continues trying to get in, hoping to come to his wife's aid. At the same time, he dials 911. It seems almost impossible to break into the room as the sounds of a brutal fight fills the home. But then... Ryan makes a shocking discovery. In the midst of the terrifying ordeal, he's horrified to see blood pouring out from underneath the door. And now the screams have slowly transformed into an eerie silence. Finally, the door opens. 18-year-old Isabella stands over her mom's lifeless body, 
with a bloodied knife in hand. She doesn't utter a word. In the blink of an eye, she runs out of the room past Ryan, who's in an absolute state of shock. The bathroom is covered in blood, where Yoon Mi's body is lying on top of a baseball bat. When police arrived, Isabella was nowhere to be found, and so began a manhunt for the teenager. Although that would only last one day as they located Isabella over 12 hours later, hiding in a parking garage off of South Parker Road. But when they actually sat down for an interrogation, they had no idea of exactly who they were going to be speaking with or what was going to happen in this roller coaster of an investigation. The following never-before-seen footage has been analyzed by a qualified team, including a licensed professional counselor and a licensed attorney. You left her to die, brutally, on a bathroom I did floor. not murder anyone. Please stop feel? accusing just, me stop, of just this. Just tell me how that feels. Please fingerprint me. Please fingerprint me. Please fingerprint me. I will show you that I am not this freaky, horrible person. I want to meet my boyfriend. He's probably worried about me. You aren't going to meet anybody. I wish you could help us just make sense. That's all. When you prove that I am not her, I'll be able to go. Isabella states that her name is actually Samantha Gonzalez and that she is 15 years old. However, the detectives are well aware that this is not the truth. So she's 110 pounds? That's really skinny. I'm 148 pounds. Isabella, please. Don't call me Isabella. That's, really That's your creepy. name. My name is not Isabella. My name is Samantha. There are people in this world who look alike, you know? Mm. You guys are not, like, all-knowing. You don't know everything. You're just accusing me of all this stuff that I didn't do. We know, what you, we, we know what you did, and we know who you are. We know how it Apparently happened, not, when it happened. You guys are completely wrong. You got the wrong girl. No, we don't. We don't have the wrong girl, and you know that. No, I don't. How did it feel? How did what feel? When you did what you did, how did it feel? I Make didn't feel kill good? anybody. Did That's it disgusting. Did it feel good? It's disgusting. You guys really think I'm a murderer. Yeah, we're not joking. Did it make you feel powerful? Just you. Yes or no? Simple question. Did it make you feel powerful to do what you did? Oh, my God. I did not kill anyone. Can you guys stop, like, interrogating me? We're just going to keep going around and around. And we're really just trying to get fingerprinted so I can meet mm -hmm. my boyfriend so he can prove to you. Or you'd like us just to leave, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you just like us to leave? We don't have the same fingerprints. We're not the wouldn't same you like person. us all just to go away, rewind back 12 hours, and have this never happen? We'd all like that. Uh, I wish I could have, like, not walked through the parking garage. He would have not mistaken me for being someone else. We're, we're, past, we're, we're, we're way past that. We're even not going to acknowledge that. my life. What Isabella fails to mention is that she wasn't merely walking through the parking garage, but rather hiding. And in addition to locating the suspect, police discovered an array of items relating to the brutal crime that Isabella also failed to conceal. Okay. This is not going to go anywhere. You guys keep accusing me of being this girl, and I'm not her. What'd your mother do? You're just repeating yourselves over and over. And we're not going to acknowledge the fact that you're not telling us who you are. We're, we're moving right past that. The detectives don't spend any time trying to build rapport with Isabella, which can damage their ability to get her to speak honestly with them. Not only that, but they appear to be jumping straight into a part of the read technique where they reject her lies so that she doesn't become entrenched in repeating them and accusing her. To start an interrogation this way is very unusual. 
They may be trying a few different techniques to see what works, but so far, they aren't doing a very good job of squashing her lie. Was it the weed? Was it the weed? Did you like the weed? When offering to be fingerprinted, Isabella makes a declaratory statement indicating that she feels confident. This could mean that she strongly believes what she's saying. When someone has schizophrenia, they often experience hallucinations and delusions that cause them to hear, see, or feel things that do not exist. Delusions can lead to strong beliefs or perceptions that are not based in reality. This altered perception of the world can create a stark contrast between their experiences and what others perceive, leading to a profound disconnect from shared reality. What weed? Marijuana? She liked the marijuana in your place? What? Is that what it was? Marijuana? For Christ's sake, you had the you had the master bedroom in the house. Who? What parent gives I up their master bedroom? Girl. What oh parent gives God. up their I master bedroom? I am not bedroom? this girl. Explain that. Who does that? I am not this girl. What kind of a horrible parent does that? Gives up the master bedroom to their daughter. You know what? Whoever this person is that you're accusing me of being is probably really terrible, but... Didn't your mother give you a job? Didn't she teach you? Didn't she give you a job, give you employment? My mother's name is Sabrina. And that's the way you thank her? The shocking secrets that Isabella kept would slowly but surely unravel. For now, detectives simply want to know why she committed such an unbelievable crime. But it seems that not even she can answer this question. This can't be happening to me right now. This can't be happening. This can't. It is. I never killed anybody. You killed your mom last night. No, I did not. Yep. No, I did not. We're going to be able to prove it. Uh, yes, we are, like gonna be, we are going to be able to prove it. Prove me innocent. No, the you police... will prove me innocent. We have, we have a very solid investigation, okay? Okay. Um, this case will be, um, will be proven beyond a reasonable doubt, and you will probably spend the rest of your life in prison. That's what's going to happen to you. Part of the read technique is to present irrefutable evidence to trap the suspect in their lies. However, here the detectives are using unsure and uncertain language, such as, we're going to prove it, rather than, we can prove it, which won't be as effective. As well, the read technique teaches detectives to avoid talking about the consequences and to minimize the crime in order to get the suspect's defenses down and to keep them talking. By already threatening punishment, the suspect loses any incentive to keep talking. Throughout all of this, Isabella has remained confident in her denials. It appears that detectives may have been upset by the crime when they started the interview, and then grew frustrated because Isabella isn't budging. And now, they're letting their emotions lead them. So far, this is really poor interrogation practice, and it seems as though they aren't following any actual plan or technique. Isabella states that she will soon be proven innocent. In the meantime, she wishes to see her boyfriend, although future revelations would reveal that this would be easier said than done, for one very strange reason. How about we give you a few minutes to think about it? Think about what? The truth. I already told you the truth. And that's the story you're going to stick with? It's the truth. What do you mean? I'm well, not going to lie to you and tell you I'm a murderer. I have a feeling at some point you're going to change your mind and you're going to probably look back on this day today, right now, no, I will with not. some regrets because you're going to have an opportunity today to set the record straight on why you did what you did. And there may, no, be, some, there may be some reason in your mind that makes sense. No, I will not. The detectives now seem to be jumping to different steps of the read technique, 
such as skipping over minimizing the crime or offering an alternative theory for why the crime was committed. Stating that it's her opportunity to speak without presenting any reason why she should take the opportunity is ineffective. They shouldn't rant about how horrible the crime is, as this will just stop her from speaking. Rather, they should have started with rapport building, introduced themselves, and treated her like a normal human being. Then they could have started asking her about her night, what she'd been up to, and see what her story was before they started finding the holes. Though it can feel uncomfortable to try to establish rapport with someone who has committed a horrendous act, it's essential to the interrogation process. It's as though these detectives were too uncomfortable, so they skipped that part. Um, I am Samantha Gonzalez. Your, you have got the your actions person. today are going to have a, have a very, very big oh impact God, on the man. rest of your life. You guys keep interrogating me. Isabella has a very flat affect when she speaks, which is common with individuals with schizophrenia. Even with her displays of anger earlier, she doesn't really show much on her face which is another feature of individuals with schizophrenia. Do you understand what I'm saying? You, are you, what the hell is going on? Can you please just... Do you understand what I'm saying, Isabella? Do you understand what I'm saying? You're, Don't you're, call you're, me Isabella! Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not Isabella! Your decisions today are going to have a big impact on the rest of your life. You're 18 years old. you got a I'm long 15. ways to go. Fingerprint me. No, you're not in charge. You're arresting me because we, I look like somebody. That's wrong. It is you. It's not me. It's strange that they don't take Isabella up on her offer to be fingerprinted, as they could use the fingerprints as evidence to show her that she can't deny she was involved. The detective seems to not want to give Isabella the power to demand something, and he's trying to make her feel powerless by denying her suggestion. He also seems to be making the interrogation personal, which is one of the worst things an investigator can do, as he's not even using interrogation techniques anymore. In this bid for power and control, he's missed an opportunity to gather the evidence to confront her. However, there's also the possibility that this is a procedural issue, as it's usually mandated by state law that fingerprints, and in some cases DNA, be taken from suspects. Perhaps the police figure they'll have them soon enough and didn't want to bother getting her fingerprints earlier. You're acting like you're running this investigation. What do you mean? You're demanding to be fingerprinted. You're demanding to be weighed. Don't I have you're a right? Telling us that you don't, you're not this person. That we've made a big mistake. We've arrested. Don't the wrong I have person. a right to prove that I am innocent? Yes, right. Please. Come Do you understand the law? Somebody, please, to fingerprint me. Do you understand the law? Uh, kind of. I've never been arrested or anything before. Where'd you go to high school? This place called um, Montgomery High School, Ohio. Montgomery. Yeah. Hmm. Notice that Isabella's foot started moving suddenly, though she's been mostly still throughout. This is a sign of her anxiety around this topic of questioning. Individuals with delusions can become anxious when confronted about something not covered by their delusion. It's like if the typical person went out drinking and woke up with a gap in their memory. When asked about the fuzzy spot, they would be confused and easily suggestible, which would lead to anxiety. The brain makes up answers if it doesn't remember. Everyone's brain does this. As humans, we are uncomfortable with blank spots and uncertainty, so our brain will fill the gap with something to make us feel better. This may be what we're seeing here. I got kicked out, no, though. You didn't go there. You went to Overland. You're Overland High School graduate. No, I didn't. You're in the yearbook. 
She went to Overland High School. I did not. No, no, no. She is you. No, she is not. Okay, well, she is, but... Is that is this just your way of, uh, of dealing with this? You, you pretend you're somebody you're not? I mean, is that your mechanism for... Uh, this for... is just really frustrating. I'm not even really scared or anything at all because I know that I'm not this person. So you're not scared at all? Because I'm not her. Are you on any drugs? Uh, no. Any prescription medication? No. You ever been to a doctor for anything? I've been sick before, like every other normal person. Yeah. What kind of things have you had? What kind of sicknesses? Regular colds, nothing serious. You've been to a psychiatrist? No. You've been diagnosed with any mental problems? No. The detectives ask Isabella various questions to ensure that she has all of her faculties. Do you know what month it is? This is, uh, is it August, right? August? Do you know what day it is? No, I haven't had my phone in a while. What day is it today? So you do have a phone. I did back in my house. Oh, no, 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 you just said I... I left it behind. Do you drink? No. Did you drink anything last night? No. Stick any pills last night? No. Smoke any weed last night? No. So you would have been a clear head last night? Not under the influence of anything? I didn't kill anybody. That's not what I asked you. I'm perfectly normal, girl. Perfectly normal? Yeah. Who are your friends? I don't really have any friends. All I have is my boyfriend. That's what everybody we talked to said about you. Said you don't have any no friends. friends. Okay. People that usually sit in that chair or accused of murder don't have any friends. These statements are not only personal attacks, but also antagonistic. Those who kill other people often come in many varieties. There's no set rule. Most people say you're mean and they don't like you. I'm, they, I guess she's a mean person. Then. No, you're the mean person. I'm not a mean person. You're not insane. You're a mean person. I'm not a mean person. And you're a liar. Isabella's foot only seems to move when she's uncomfortable. Here it appears to be because she doesn't like being called a mean person and because they're attacking her. Understandably, most people value being well-regarded, liked, and not being seen as mean. So it makes perfect sense that this would increase her anxiety. What's most interesting here, though, is that despite the fact that she should be really uncomfortable and leaning away from the detectives, she's not. She's leaning forward towards them. No, I am not. And you're a terrible liar. No, I am this not. This makes no sense at all. No, you're So if you just want to sit there and be a cold-blooded killer who the jury will convict in 10 minutes of first-degree murder for killing their mother, then keep it up, Isabella. The detectives want to know why Isabella would brutally kill her own mother, but the answer is unlike anything they've heard before. There's much more to the story than meets the eye, but the disturbing case is only just beginning. Sometimes people get mad, sometimes people are scared. Maybe you acted in self-defense, maybe she had the knife. Only now do they decide to try to minimize the crime. But after they talked about her being a cold-blooded killer... I'm not this girl. I don't know what happened with her and her life and who she is or what school she went to. That's not my problem. My problem right now is finding my boyfriend. It's a funny game you're playing, but nobody's laughing. Do you think, you think some juror sitting on a jury is going to believe that you're not the person we suspect killed their mother I'm when you're caught right down the street cool. with... Knife injuries to your hand? Scissors. It's not scissor injuries. I told you they were scissors. It's not scissor injuries. Yes, it was. You're not going to bully me into admitting what you want me to like. 
pretend no, to be I, Adam? No, I suspect we're probably not. I mean, that's a decision you have to make in your own head. I mean, that's the bottom line. You're 18 years of age. You understand why you're here. You know what you've done. We've given you an opportunity to talk about what you've done. We've given you an opportunity to give us a reason why you did what you did. And you've continued on this crazy-ass story that, that this you have nothing to do with this, and that story is not believable. We don't it doesn't believe have you. to be believable. It well, will be proven. If the police don't believe you, what do you think happens? You go to court? Yeah, you go to jail, for one. You go to court. And someday you're going to go to court, yep. And, and if this is your way of trying to, to, to get through it, then um, so be it. But just so you know, I mean, we're not going to, no, obviously, we don't believe you. We don't believe anything you've told us here today. Um, and and my, chance, my guess is that you're probably going to continue down the same road, acting like you don't know what we're talking about and, and pretending that, that none of this applies to you and you're not that person. And um, I don't know what TV show you watched that uh, thought this would be a good idea to, to come up with a uh, plan for defending yourself against a murder charge, but I can tell you it's, so it's not going to work. So you're so tired? I've been sleeping in a park all night. And you're sleeping out running from the police all night. Running from the police is tiring. Actually, you were sleeping in a Jeep. A Jeep? Yeah, the basement of the parking garage. Do you remember that? I was not sleeping in a Jeep. Why are you lying about just where you were sleeping? We, 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 somebody saw you. How do you think we found you? Somebody saw you and called us. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it does. Isabella was sitting in a blue Jeep Wrangler in a parking garage off of South Parker Road when someone noticed her. But what they found to be even more suspicious was the various items sitting outside of the vehicle, such as a backpack and clothes. The car was actually being held for a client of a vehicle service, where a company employee immediately notified police once they spotted the teenager. Your picture's all over the TV's news media. Okay, is a picture of a girl that looks like me is all over the TV. No, you your picture is on like What kind of a grand coincidence would it be that... You just happen to look like this person. Grand coincidence. It's a shitty coincidence. Isabella, this is... Don't call me Isabella. This, this is this is really... It's frustrating. I'm sure you're frustrated, too. You'd feel better. We'd have a better understanding of why you did what you did. Maybe somewhere down... I didn't do down, any of this stuff, man. Maybe somewhere down the Can line... You fingerprint me? God would find a way to forgive you. Can I you don't know if he will or not. My God is not going to forgive you, but... Your God might, for all I know. Who knows? Can you fingerprint me? Are you listening to me? Yeah, I am listening you to you. You are? Okay. Did you stab your mom? Whatever this girl is, whatever her That's not what is. I asked. So you didn't murder, you keep saying you didn't murder anybody. No. Did you stab your mom? No. <clears throat> this is the first instance where Isabella is asked if she stabbed her mom, and her response is telling. It's also a response that will change later in the interrogation. We see Isabella engage in grooming behaviors, such as brushing her hair and face multiple times, and then we see her do an anchor point movement and shift her leg. Rather than being crossed, her leg is now at a 90-degree angle where it's become a barrier between her and the detectives. She also rubs her mouth, creating a cluster of nonverbal behaviors which indicate that she has increasing anxiety. When directly asked if she stabbed her mom, she delays answering before saying something unrelated. You didn't take a knife and stab your mom last night? No. So the knife that we found is not going to have your fingerprints and your DNA on it? No, it will not. 
She may look like me, but there's no, no, no one no. going to have I, I think it's probably going to. Uh, you can think whatever you like, but the tests don't lie. Once again, they're using words like I think and probably. They don't even sound sure or confident when trying to refute her lies. Hey, you're exactly right. The test is not lie. So I'm waiting for you to test it. The parking garage that you were, you were in, you were caught, you were arrested, where they pointed guns at you? The knife's in there. Okay. How do you explain that? I walked to a parking garage that a knife was in. Isabella, do you understand? Stop DNA? calling me Isabella, God do you damn it! Understand DNA evidence. Yeah, you read the I know what you it watch is. Watch the news. You know what it is. Yeah, I'm waiting for you to do it right now, so I can go. Explain to me what your interpretation of DNA evidence is. What do you think it means? <clears throat> Doesn't everyone have like a different DNA? Okay. Specific to each individual. So what do you think is going to happen when we take a sample of your DNA and we compare it to the knife that we found? Your DNA is going to be on it. The DNA will not match. Your DNA is going to be on That's going to prove that you have The DNA will not match. And those cuts on your hand? I told you how all of this happened to okay. me. So you obviously bled. Uh, we're going to analyze, analyze the blood that you left. Do you understand? We're going to be able to type that blood back to you. No, not your house in Ohio. The bathroom okay. at your house where you kill your mom. After the discussion of the DNA, she starts swaying in the chair for the first time, which is another red flag. She does have concerns about the DNA now that she's heard all of this information, which is an interesting reaction given how she will behave later on. Did you see the police dog in there? Is that why you ran out of there? Police dog? Yeah. My police dog. The police dog that was inside the parking garage when you came running out? Uh... Do you remember running out of the parking garage? I know. running two police officers? Do you remember that part? I didn't run. I walked out of a parking garage and was ambushed. That wasn't you either? And what? That wasn't you either? <clears throat> I am not this Isabella girl. <clears throat> All this crazy fucking shit keeps happening, and I am not this girl. Crazy fucking shit, that's a good way to put it. How would you feel if this was done to you? I'd be scared if I were you. I'm not really scared, I'm just a little freaked out. So you're not scared this by this? No, because the DNA will not match. Do you have no remorse for what you did? I did not do anything wrong. So you don't, do you? I am not. You can, just sit, you can just sit there and continue to deny this with a clear conscience? I am not, Isabella. Really? You can just sit here and, and completely deny all of this? I'm not denying anything. I am being truthful. That's you. No, it there's is no, not. There's no question. That's you. <clears throat> She's pretty. Yeah, you're a pretty girl. That's you. That's not me. Yeah, that's up your Facebook account. She's a singer? It's not even a funny game anymore. Why would she kill anybody? That's what we want to know. That is the question. Why would Isabella kill her mom? Isabella may not be able to answer their question just yet, but little do they know that there are multiple layers to the sick and twisted story. And the more they uncover the harder it is to wrap their heads around such a shocking case. Why would anybody kill their mother? I mean, what, what do you think? What would cause somebody to become so enraged with their, with their mother that they would kill them? What would happen? I don't know. What I don't know take? how people think. I stay away from people because they all well, try just to... Just tell me what you think. I mean, what, what's, what's your thoughts on it? What is my thoughts on this whole situation? No, no. 
specifically, what what would it take for, for somebody to kill their mother? Why? What would make them so angry that they would do that? Isabella engages in some grooming behavior here, which generally occurs when people want to be liked or viewed as likable by others. It's approval-seeking behavior. This is followed by her incorrectly rephrasing a question. It's clear that this question has increased her anxiety because not only has she repeated their question, giving her time to think about her answer, but she had to know they would correct her, giving her even more time to think. I really have no idea. I would never kill my own mother. She may be a horrible person, but I don't have the potential in me to kill anyone. Why is your mother a horrible person? She hates me because I'm a illegitimate child. So she hates you? Yeah, I kind of ruined her marriage, basically, and they blame me for it. So you got anger issues? I don't have anger issues. I just left. You hate your mom. That's kind I don't of an hate anger her. Issue. She's scary. By playing into her lie and going along with her being another person, the detectives may be finally attempting to build some rapport with her. Just scary. So I ran away. Did your mom beat you? She doesn't beat. She hurts with weapons like scissors. Keep going. What's that? Hello? Is What's that? Star? I got that when I was a kid. I had stitches. No, it's not it's from stitches. It is from stitches. It's How did you get that? Lines. Police dog, wasn't it? Police dog? Mm -hmm. This fellow got bit by a police dog. has a scar on her right arm. This is really freaky. Yeah, that is really freaky. So that's it? You yeah, should just it. leave now? We got the wrong would, person. We just let yeah. you go. Just let you go? Yeah. Okay. Just like that. Yeah. See you later. <clears throat> Have a good day. Do you What's your boyfriend's you name? Gabriel Adams. Gabriel Adams. You certainly know his phone number, right? Call him right here and we can talk to him. He can just clear this all up. What's his phone number? He threw his phone away. I was Come supposed on. to meet him somewhere. No, 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 no. I can't track him. Mm, you don't want to because he doesn't exist. He does exist. Okay. He's my soulmate. Oh, that's, that's laughable. That's laughable. You have a soul. There's no professional explanation for the comment. That's laughable that you have a soul. Even some of the other comments could be possibly pointed to as playing the bad cop, but this goes too far. He's clearly letting his personal feelings about this crime lead the interrogation. Someone should be pulling him out of the room. I do have a soul. All living creatures have no, a soul, even no, animals. No. People who do what you did, soulless. Before police are able to find out exactly what the reason behind the heinous act is, they delve a little deeper into the tumultuous life of their suspect. In doing so, the detectives sit down to interview Ryan, who not only provides valuable information about his stepdaughter, but he also recalls the horrifying timeline of events. I saw Isabella. She had a blank expression on her face. I'm not sure what happened with the knife she was carrying. It looked like she was still holding on to it. And I looked down and I saw my wife on the floor, blood everywhere all over the bathroom. I was talking to the dispatcher, and the dispatcher told me, make sure you get her breathing again, get her airways open. I don't know CPR. So, I, but at, at that time, I looked at my wife's eyes, and I knew that uh, she must not have made it. I just couldn't, couldn't believe that, that it had happened like that. Isabella was in a rage like I've never seen before. What do you mean? Well, she... I could just hear her just 
pummeling my wife. I thought she was just hitting her with her fists. Okay. So that thumping sound you were Thumping sound, I thought, was you mean maybe hitting against the wall okay. and Isabella just pounding her with her fists. Okay. So that's what I originally thought it was, and that's when I called 911. Although it hasn't been confirmed, it's possible that Isabella also used the baseball bat as a weapon. Tell me about that. What's, what was the reasoning for that? She came down downstairs where I was sleeping, and she said, I feel very uncomfortable with Isabella in the house. She said that Isabella had threatened her or cursed at her, maybe cursed at her, and spit in her face okay. when she was laying down up there and rambled off some terrible things to her. Okay. Did she tell you what those terrible things were? Um, no, you know, she didn't specifically tell me. I know she, today, this morning, she showed me an email that Isabella had written that was written to her or written to a Cecilia. So strange email, but it came to my wife. It came to my wife. And I can't remember what the email said. It's on her phone. Okay. But it was very disturbing from Isabella, something very weird. The email sent by Isabella to her mother on the same day of the killing was chilling beyond words. It read, you will pay. However, it wasn't made out to Yoon Mi, but rather a woman named Cecilia. Yoon Mi was so concerned about her daughter's behavior that she called 911 just hours before her demise. Four officers arrived at the house, in addition to Isabella's biological father, Robert Guzman. Isabella was confronted while sitting on a swing in their backyard, but that had little effect on the teenager. She apparently spewed a string of insults to Yoon Mi, though it's unclear as to what was said. The officers warned the teenager that she should not treat her mother in such a volatile manner, stating that Yoon Mi was within her rights to obtain a court order and evict Isabella from the house, if she felt it was necessary to do so. Isabella responded with nothing but silence. They've had a bad relationship. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, they've had a bad relationship for years. She, she resents her mom very much. Ryan states that at the age of six or seven, Yoon Mi sent Isabella to live with Robert due to her disobedient behavior. The pair had divorced when Isabella was just three years old, and Ryan and Yoon Mi began a relationship one year after. Yoon Mi's hope had been that her daughter would learn to respect others while living with her father. But it seems things didn't change. In fact, Isabella was supposedly continuing to act out and apparently had a difficult relationship with Robert and his new wife. And then she moves back in with you guys? She moves back in with us at 14. 14. Has Isabella ever been, um, is she on medications? Or has she ever been She's not on doctor's care or anything like that? For she, went to a, she went to a psychiatrist for maybe a month. And the psychiatrist said, um, no, she's fine. She's just a typical girl. How long ago was that? That's been um, maybe two, three years ago, something like that. So today, after the police come out and speak with her, what was her attitude or her demeanor after that contact with the, with the officers? She seemed okay. She was friendly. Mm -hmm. um, her dad gave her a big hug, but I don't think she was very happy that her mom called the police. Following the dispute, Yoon Mi headed back to work. We were in the house again. Any? Together. No, no problems. No problems. No, any conversation? Any? 
Not much of a conversation at all. We didn't Did she really give you much. any indications that she might be plotting to do something like this? Oh, no. I knew she was mad at her mom, mm -hmm. and I knew she was very, very upset at her mom, but I had, I had no idea she would ever do anything like this. Though Ryan didn't suspect it, she was indeed plotting something terribly heinous. When was the last time you cried? Last time I cried? Yeah. When I ran away? you got a pretty good memory, don't you? I have a normal person's memory. Okay. I don't think you're a normal person. It took me like a week to get here. Did you hear me? I don't think you're a normal person. I asked you when you the last time you cried. I told you I cried when I ran away. You didn't run away from anywhere. You ran away from a crime scene is what you did. No, I did not. So you cried when you ran away last night? I did not do any of these things. I am not Isabella. Maybe well, we really? Bring, uh, Why don't you Robert just bring the here. DNA test? Let's bring Robert down here. Who's Robert? You know who Robert is. No, I don't. Robert could stand right there in that doorway and identify you. You're his own flesh and blood. According to Ryan, Isabella and Robert were always close, even through thick and thin, but she can't seem to remember that. How about if we have Ryan come down? Who's that? Your stepdad. Have him That's come her in. stepdad. If we could have Ryan come in. I mean, he's the one that last saw you before you took off running from the police last night. Um, this he's, is all her life, and he, he keeps saying it's mine. That, he's the one that identified you. What do you think about that? We'll have him come down. Maybe you can apologize. Maybe I'm not going to apologize better. to a stranger. What do you mean? So I didn't kill come anybody. In and lie about, he would come in and stand at the doorway and lie about committing somebody who committed him. Well, obviously somebody died or this wouldn't be happening, but I didn't kill anybody. Why would he lie about it? I don't even know what you're trying to... I don't even understand what you're trying to say right now. Isabella's flat affect is similar to another case we've covered, Morgan Geyser also known as the Slender Man Stabbing. Do you know where you are right now? Uh, not really. Where do you think you are? At a police station. Morgan was diagnosed with schizophrenia, and again, this kind of flat, emotionless speaking is typical with this diagnosis. Kathy, maybe? Who's that? Come on, I'm Isabella. Stop calling me Isabella. You guys are like, what? Didn't you say that this girl has no friends? Well, there's people that know you. They may not be your friends. Detective sat down with Isabella's friend, Catherine Argeta, also known as Kathy, who gave a bit of insight on who Isabella was outside of her family home. Apparently, Kathy met Isabella at Overland High School, in addition to Isabella's ex-boyfriend, Ilya Abramov, who goes by Tony. The trio, along with Kathy's boyfriend, would apparently use recreational marijuana from time to time. Kathy explained that Isabella had developed a spiritual side to herself within the last year and had become increasingly quiet. Yet at the same time, there was a noticeable kindness that she had not previously shown, though Kathy didn't elaborate further. It appeared that things may have been looking up for her, or perhaps there was a more sinister intention behind this newfound enlightenment. Kathy goes on to say that she received a chilling text message from Isabella on Monday, August 26th, only two days prior to the killing. She angrily insulted Kathy using a derogatory term and ended the text with a shocking last few words. I know what you did. Kathy messaged back asking what she was talking about, but Isabella didn't respond. However, on August 28th at 7.15 p.m., 
her phone buzzed once again. Isabella had sent another text, this time saying, The astro beam has awakened. Utterly confused, Kathy responded, asking for an explanation, but to no avail. Only a short time later would Isabella commit the unthinkable. These are your bags, right? Yeah. You know the stores that we wrap up your wrists? H Mart? Actually, these people were real nice to me and gave me these things. But you bought something, right? They paid for it for me. Who? This Asian lady took pity on me. Came all dirty. She That's asked me if I was okay, and I cried, and I told her I was trying to call my boyfriend. I could use her phone. She said, you don't have any stuff. Well, I'll give you some tampons and things. The clothes are mine. But she gave me the underwear and the pads and stuff, because I didn't have money for it. So we go there to look at the video. You, uh, you won't be on the video? I'll be on my video. At the H-Mart. They have, they have surveillance cameras on it. Yeah, at the H-Mart. If you want to go look and see if I was in H-Mart, you'll see that I was. After fleeing from the scene, Isabella made her way to the H-Mart grocery store, where she quickly caught attention due to her disheveled state and bloody clothing. A nice lady took pity on her, and in addition to buying her a few items, she also provided her own cell phone number in case Isabella needed anything else. And what did you tell her? What do you mean, what did I tell her? What did you tell her? Because we're going to call her and talk to her. What story did you tell her? Truth. What did you tell her? She's Korean. She doesn't even speak any English. We have interpreters. What did she say? What did you tell her? I told her the truth. What did you say? Exactly the same thing that I told you. Where'd you meet her at? Where did you Where the receipt says. She what? Where the receipt says. Where's that? It's right by the garage. Where you ambushed me and basically kidnapped me out. Okay. So you, you met her inside or outside? Inside. So you leave Ohio with all of this stuff, all your world possessions. <coughs> this is this is what you travel across the country. I told you, Gabriel said he'll take care of me. I didn't need to bring much. But you can't get hold of Gabriel if you're doing your phone. No. Well, how does that make any sense? He had to dump it. Your story doesn't make any sense. This is not true. A two-year-old wouldn't believe your story. Next, the detectives ask for her permission to conduct a DNA test. They're not surprised when she immediately agrees, seeing as it has been her most frequent request. But what she doesn't understand is just how long it actually takes to obtain the results. Please bring the DNA test now so I can leave. You're not leaving, just to so understand that. The DNA will not match. Well, that... You can if the DNA to, does not match, I will be free, right? You can to think that, but you are not leaving. Just so okay, you know. theoretically, if the DNA doesn't match, you have to let me go, right? No. That doesn't make any sense. Yes. No, you've been identified as a killer. I have not been identified. If the DNA does not match, then I will be set free. Well, that's not going to be the case. We won't know that for months. For You're months. under arrest for first-degree murder. You have no bond. You ain't going nowhere but jail. And you're not 15. You're 18. 
No, I am not. You cannot do this to me. This is wrong. Yes, we you can. You have to prove I am who she is before you can take me anywhere. No, we don't. We Isabella, don't. we're trying to give you Stop an opportunity. Stop calling me Isabella. We're just trying to give you an opportunity to tell us what happened. Stop calling me Isabella. So you don't understand. You don't understand. My name is Samantha. Is, do you? You don't understand the full impact. Yes, you're going to jail. No, you are not getting out of jail. There is no bond with first degree murder. Do you understand that? I didn't murder anybody. And we'll easily prove a case against you. You can't prove anything because I didn't do it. Yeah, we will. Well, that's your opinion. Man, what's wrong with all you? Have of you have no conscience. None. I'm not evil. You don't yeah, even know who you're... I am. I'm just a random girl on the street oh. that you ambushed. No, you're one of the most evil person I've ever sat across the table from. I'm not evil. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Very. The detectives continue to remind Isabella of the consequences and telling her how terrible she is and stating that she's the most evil he's ever sat across from, all of which hasn't got them very far. At this point, Isabella has been in the room with them for an hour. If she was in her right mind, most people would have asked for a lawyer by now. The conduct of both officers is unprofessional, suggesting a lack of training and an inability to conduct custodial interrogations properly. Somehow, despite their approach, they're just barely able to stay away from crossing the line into coercion, though there's enough nuance here to argue that point from both sides. More importantly, they have completely abandoned the Reed technique and its core tenet of getting a confession through the use of empathy. The point of an interrogation is to be a listener and to create an open environment where the suspect can make disclosures. Even look at the table. It's cluttered and disorganized, creating an environment non-conducive to the sharing of information. Their methods of countering her denials are also interesting. It's generally sarcastic and closed off, not inviting Isabella to say more or to keep talking even in the face of having her denial dismissed. Everything about their actions appears intended to harass the suspect, rather than doing their best to support the dialogue necessary for a confession. You scared the hell out of me, because you have no conscience. I scared the hell out of you? Yeah, you have no conscience. You can do anything to anybody and can not even do, feel anything. How do you do this thing? Isabella states that she would like a DNA test as soon as possible, and the detective performs a cheek swab. Say, for instance, somehow... Um, we've got this all jacked up, and you are who you say you are, and we've, we've brought the wrong person in here. How would we go about trying to prove that you are who you are? Who, who could we call? Who could we get in contact with? There's no with? way I'm totally... Why would I call somebody who stabbed me with scissors? Well, I'm asking you That's a question. That's all I got. Okay, can I ask, was waiting for me. Can I ask you a question and just have, not have you interrupt? Because if we're making a mistake, we want to we do the right thing. Okay, why don't we start with, um, who's your father? What's your father's name? I don't really know. Honestly, my mom's kind of a crazy bitch and whores around a lot. Okay. She hates me because I'm an illegitimate child. Okay, so... All I know is that my dad's Mexican. That's why my last name is Gonzalez. All I know is, is an example of a selective memory statement. It can't exactly be refuted, but it doesn't really answer the question. This is a big nonverbal indicator that she's feeling anxious about going deeper into this line of questioning. Look at how her blinking has increased. This is a subconscious stress response. However, we can't confirm that this is because she's being deceptive, as it could just as easily be because she's being verbally attacked by two police officers for the past hour. 
Okay, so your dad is Mexican. His last name's Gonzalez. Do you know his first name? She wouldn't tell me. So you don't know his first name? No. Have you met your father? No. So you never met your father? Around me. Gabriel's all I got. Okay, slow down. I want to get to the bottom of this. So, Gonzalez is all you know? You don't know first name? She called me Gonzalez to prove to from? me that I'm not good enough to be her daughter or something. Where's your father from? I just know he's Mexican. But where's he from? from Mexico. He's from Mexico? So he's from Mexico, the country Mexico? Well, I guess, obviously. Isabella is showing other signs that her anxiety has increased as well, such as kicking her foot and avoiding the question. Again, we can't say she's being deceptive, but her anxiety level has increased with this topic. She's either seriously, legitimately 100% delusional or an extremely skilled liar. It's possible that this is something that has been said to her before, and that's why she's able to quickly push out a response. Isabella states that her mother's name is Sabrina Hicks, who lives at 2657 South Jamaica Circle in Cincinnati, Ohio. However, this address doesn't exist in the state. Although 26 South Jamaica Court is located in Aurora, Colorado, right across the street from Isabella's home. But this would only be just one of her many bizarre statements to come. What's Sabrina's birthday? I don't know. You don't know your mom's birthday? Um, I think that in this world, there's got to be two kinds of different moms, right? I heard about that horrible woman, Casey Anthony. Okay. There's hold, two hold, different hold types up, of mothers. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay, I don't have time there's for this. Do you know your mother's birthday or don't you? I don't. Do not know. She doesn't love me. She does, I don't really know anything Do about her. Do not know her birthday. That's no. a question. Don't. Okay. No. So your your father is Gonzalez. You don't know his first name. Your she mother told... is Sabrina Hicks, but you don't know her birthday. And you claim they both live at this 2657 South Jamaica Circle, Cincinnati, Ohio. You don't know the zip code. How about a phone yeah. number? I disconnected the house phone like a while ago because you're fucking cheap. Cell phones? I don't have their cell phone numbers. We don't talk to each other. That's why I ran away. It's like... Okay, where does Sabrina... Not, like, not really my family. They're where does Sabrina like, Hicks roommates. work? Maybe we can go to her work. Um, she works at a grocery market. Do you know the name? We don't talk to each other. We're like strangers. She just hates me. She looks at me like with disgust. Oh, you illegitimate child. Right, right, you poor illegitimate child, you. The detectives ask her if she has any uncles or aunts, but she supposedly doesn't know. Next, they question her about Montgomery High School, where she claims to have attended. Although this would turn out to be yet another lie. In actuality, Isabella went to Overland High School in Aurora, Colorado for a period of time before dropping out. However, it's unclear as to when she left the school and why. Where, what street is your high school on? I don't know. Well, you went to school there. It's not that you? far from my house. I just what, walk. What I know how to on? walk. I don't drive. I don't what know street is it on? Because what we can do is we can go to your school. We can have officers from Cincinnati go to your school. And see if we can contact your records. Because we're trying to disprove. We're trying to disprove that you're not this person. That's great. Do the DNA test and it'll prove everything. Well, I'm going to have to prove it by more than one way. And the easiest way for me to prove it is if you can put me in touch with somebody back there in Cincinnati, Ohio. I will not put you in touch with the people. We can send them a picture of you and they they say. I will not put you in touch with them. If they can say yes, that's my daughter. Then you're out the door. If they find out I am here, I'm going to have to leave here again. I'm not trying to take another bus. 
Hoping to catch her in another lie, the detectives ask if Isabella's picture would be in the Montgomery yearbook. Coincidentally, she claims to have skipped picture day. Okay, so the high school yearbook's not going to work for this year. Did you get your picture taken when you were in eighth grade, the year before? Pine Lane Middle School. I'm sorry? The name is Pine Lane Middle School. Pine Lane. Okay. Funny, I've heard of that one. There's yeah. a Pine Lane here in Colorado. Did you know that? Okay, there are lots of names. No, no, that's Pine Lane Middle School. What do you think of that? Pine Lane Middle School. Same one you claim you go to. I don't go there anymore. In Cincinnati, Ohio. There's one right here in Colorado. Man, so but aren't there like a million people are not creative with names? Is your picture in their yearbook? Yeah, probably somewhere. If you could find it. I don't know if you guys have that kind of technology. Oh, we can find it. If it exists, we can find it. The Cincinnati police say those those both all three of the addresses you gave us, none of them are any don't exist. Uh maybe they don't know every single address and all this. It's the freaking police department. If they don't know who do, who knows? Now, what do you want called me to do? One. Where I'm not go? Isabella. We just I want you to tell the Do you truth. understand how complicated you've made this? I am not Isabella. I know you guys know that. Not only does she have palms up here, showing lack of confidence in what she's saying, but she brings her leg back up in a barrier position. Okay. okay. If you're not Samantha, then who are you? I am Samantha. I'm not Isabella. That's all that matters. I'm not a murderer. Yay, I can leave. The problem is, is... Each lie you tell... It's not a lie. you got to tell another lie. And then you forget the lies you've already told. And pretty soon what it becomes so confusing like and so overwhelming what? that you don't know what you said. The detective may be referring to the liar's loop here, but he doesn't really mention having to deconflict stories or anything, just the difficulties in keeping your story straight. Although the detectives are aware that Isabella is being deceitful, they are unaware of the disturbing and shocking reason as to why the heinous crime was committed. Time would eventually tell all, but authorities could have never predicted such an unbelievable ending to the perplexing case. This address you gave is bogus. The Cincinnati police say it's not a good address. It's a good address. I don't know what to tell you. How do you explain that? Are you confused about the numbers? Are you confused about the name of the street? Pretty fucking sure that's my address. Yeah, I've read them. I've seen them write it down somewhere. Yeah, that's a perfectly valid address here in the city of Aurora, which is where we're at today. It's, it's a... so obvious that I'm not her. Really? Yeah. So she has the same scar you do. Okay. So Merely another same. coincidence. It's not the same. It's a little different. Merely a, a coincidence. Jesus. Do you guys believe she was involved in a last night where she? mother brutally stabbed her mother 151 times 151 times in the course of that 151 times in the course of that her hands got Holy cut just like you another coincidence you say Holy fucking shit. You're found in a parking garage with a with a knife that appears to be the murder weapon. You didn't find you me with a knife. Don't another lie. coincidence? You did not find me with a knife. Is that a, a coincidence again? Again, it appears that the detective is focused on being in control and having power in the interrogation room, rather than trying to work through the steps to get her to tell the truth. He's using language where he doesn't even sound sure of himself. For example, saying appears to be. You did not find me with a Were knife. Were you found you in the parking lying. garage where the knife was? Okay, 
the knife was somewhere yes, in there? Yes, 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 detective. Man, that's true. Wrong. Yes, detective. That's true. Wait, okay. Fucking shortcut, man. After an autopsy was performed, it was discovered that Yoon Mi had actually endured 31 stab wounds to the face and 48 stab wounds to the neck, a staggering 79 in total. I hope you catch her, but I am not her, and when you take that DNA sample out this room, it will prove that I am not her. That's all the evidence you need. If the DNA doesn't match, we don't even you can't need your keep DNA me. to prove anything. Yeah, you do. No, we don't. We don't need anything. I watch forensic files. You can't lie to me about it's everything. It's a TV show, you idiot. <laughs> so, what do you That's mean? That's a TV show. Do you believe everything they put on TV is real? How stupid are you? I thought I was Honest real. to God. How stupid it are you? To be real. You're going to go off some TV show. You're going to you're going to put your life in the hands of some goofy ass TV show. DNA is everything. Answer my question. Are you going to put your life in the hands of some TV show? No, I'm. Is that what you're going to bargain your life on? I'm Forensic Files says that you got to have a DNA match. Yeah. Really? Wait. Really, Isabella? Does that make any Stop goddamn sense to you? Stop calling me Isabella. I'm That's your Isabella. name. It's, no, it's not. It is too. No, it isn't. Throwing a pen is completely inappropriate, no matter how frustrated he may be. With how the detective is yelling, cussing, and berating her, there's a chance Isabella could have a case for how verbally abusive the interrogation is. We have been so patient with you, giving you every opportunity. Oh, my God. Please do. Oh, are you anything. getting upset? Are you getting you, upset? You would. If this happened to you. You make me upset. Uh, I haven't done anything to you. You've you lied. Continually over and over and over today. You've wasted our time. You're wasting my time. I didn't... No, no, no. Me. Your time means nothing. From this point forward, your right. time is counted in minutes, hours, and days that you're going to be spent or will be spent behind bars looking out into a prison cell. The detectives are at their wits' end with Isabella, who appears to be in no hurry to confess the truth, perhaps because they've done such a horrible job with this interrogation. And as we continue with Ryan's interview, a terrifying revelation makes its way into the light proving that Isabella may have just been a ticking time bomb waiting to go off. But my wife was just on pins and needles because of all that had happened around Isabella the last couple of days. Okay. So has it seemed like things have gotten worse in the last few days between Isabella and her mom? With what you told me, yes. With what she told me, yes. And that's what worse. she told you was the, the statement she had made? cursing at her and uh, spitting in her face. Okay. And uh, the email she wrote to my wife, that ended up in my wife's hands, said something about you will pay or you've been cursed. Okay. And your wife found that email today? Today at about, uh, I remember she showed it to me. Uh, it came in, I think, about 2.42, something like that, okay. before the officer showed up. And it was from Isabella? From Isabella. But she marked it to a Cecilia. It was kind of funny. She sent it to my wife, but she made it out to a Cecilia. Ryan states that neither he nor his wife knew anyone by the name of Cecilia, but Yoon Mi was absolutely horrified by the disturbing email. What's your, what's your impression of, of her as a... She is um, very hot-tempered. 
Hot temper, okay. Very hot tempered person. It doesn't, uh, and she runs her mouth like crazy. F you, F this, F that. Um, she seems very depressed, I would okay. have to say. She seems horribly depressed okay. about her life and blames her mom for her misery. The only thing I can say is over the past couple weeks, Isabella has been very angry with her mom. Just okay. a lot of anger, a lot of cussing, cursing, just a lot of anger. Has something prompted that as far as you, do you know of? Well, I mean, sometimes my wife was, she's pretty strong-minded, and she would tell Isabella, no, you shut up, you get out. Or, okay. you know, it would go back and forth right. like that. So I'm sure Isabella took those things to heart. Ryan recalls the previous incident he had with Isabella that provides a glimpse into just how quickly her temper could flare. Around five years ago, Isabella went down to the basement of the home to retrieve a fan that belonged to Ryan. When he didn't let her take the item, she supposedly retaliated with violence and allegedly punched Ryan in the face. Interestingly, Isabella is presenting as the complete opposite in the interrogation to how she's described by Ryan. But Isabella's reign of terror would not end here, as there was something much more sinister that would inevitably unleash itself in the most sickening way possible. You committed a heinous... Okay, you're going to go to prison for that. No, you're not getting out of jail no, anytime no, soon. No, okay? No, and the fact that you can sit there with that stupid goddamn look on your face makes me sick. It makes you me physically sick to look do at the you. DNA test will prove me right. Don't tell me how to do my job. Why are you Don't spying? tell me how to do my job. I haven't done anything to you. You've come in here tried to fucking act like you're so goddamn smart. What do you mean? You're putting your life in your hands today, my friend. I'm putting Think my life about in it. my hands? That doesn't make any sense. Stabbing someone 151 times takes a long time. Wouldn't the police come before, like, whoever did it would be done? Isabella, please. Hello, okay. Isabella. Do, you, do you think we're stupid? I'm not Isabella. Do you think we're stupid? I am not Isabella. Do you? Answer no. my question. I don't think... Do him and I look stupid? I'm not insulting you. Do we look stupid? No. Do you think we believe your story? Do you think we believe your story? Do you yeah, think we I believe like it? it? No. No, we don't believe your story. What does that tell you? We'll get to the bottom of this. Yeah. You are a cold-blooded killer, and you're going to go to prison. Man, you can't send somebody to prison if the DNA test doesn't match. You know that. Like I said, we don't even need DNA to prove this case. Yeah, you do. No, we don't. DNA is everything. You can't say, oh, this girl merged with somebody, and we found another girl in a similar location that looks similar to her. So we're going to blame her because we can't find her. And we look bad because we can't find the murderer of this woman. So we're going to blame it on an innocent person, a little girl who still has her whole life ahead of her. No, you don't, you're gonna ruin you don't my have life. life in front of you. You're going to ruin my whole life because I have some random crazy bitch who looks like me. ended last night when you, no, walked I out didn't. That, when you walked into that bed. I did bathroom. not Let kill anybody. While stating, I did not kill anybody, she awkwardly rubs her chin. And then her following hand motions don't match up with her words. This is a red flag that her anxiety is showing, and her brain is not matching up with her statements. Your life ended last night when you decide you'll kill your mother. Because everything you do from now on is what the police and the government tell you to do. 
This is all on camera, right? The United yeah. States does have some sort it's of... It's right there. This is not who framed Roger Rabbit, okay? The DNA is not going to come back and match because we're not the same person. Nobody's trying to frame me or anything. You got the wrong girl. You made a genuine mistake. People make mistakes. It's okay. I'm not mad at you. Isabella is turning the tables, now minimizing what she claims to be his mistake. Perhaps Forensic Files prepares people better for interrogation than some police departments. It's interesting to note that the officer appears to have corporal stripes on his left sleeve, yet he looks to be of at least middle age or older. For someone of that age to not have risen above that rank can speak silent volumes. If I knew somebody killed their mother, I stabbed him 151 times, I'd be out to get him too. The detective is speechless, but no matter what Isabella says, there's no debating that she was the one to commit the crime. However, the case is far from over, and a most shocking revelation will soon make its way into the light, flipping the investigation straight on its head. You, you keep making random accusations, but... Oh, I'm not making DNA, random accusations about if nothing. The DNA doesn't you match, your mother. If the DNA doesn't match, you can't keep me here, and you it will not your match. Mother to death. It will not match. This girl stabbed her mother to death. She is not me. That's you. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. And I'm really fucking angry that you ruined my fucking shitty day and made it even worse. Well, welcome to the rest of your fucking life. You guys are really mean. Yeah. No, we're not. We still like being lied to. I'm not lying to you. And you know it, too. Oh, really? Yeah. The detectives inform Isabella that they're going to have someone come to the station to identify her. But she responds, stating that she wishes to see her boyfriend, Gabriel. However, they disregard her request. Why are you worried about last night? Because well, I want to know where you spent the night. In a fucking park. In a park with a little red slide. I got all that. Someplace in Denver, but you know what street you're on? No. I don't even know the fucking streets in Ohio. This place is even more confusing. Let's get all mad about it. I... Why? Well, of course I'd question. be mad. What if someone did this to you? That's a terrible thing to do. What is? Accusing the wrong person and pointing a gun at him. I didn't point a gun Gabriel at you. Gabriel is still waiting for me. I know. He, he didn't is. point a gun at you. Some bunch of other men did. Like five men sat in were Get down on the ground or we're going to shoot you. We're going to tase you. Do you realize how terrified I was? Have you ever had guns pointed at you before by the police? No. This is the fucking scariest day of my fucking life. Scariest day of your life. Okay. Having your mom hurt you is one thing. Having the police confront you with guns and saying they're going to tase you and you're a fucking murderer, you to this, you to that, you stabbed a bitch 151 times. Yeah, that's fucking terrifying to think that I might, or you would even consider sending the wrong person to jail. Isabella shows a bit of doubt here, stating to think that I might. For a moment here, there's a glimpse into her wondering if her world is real. Whatever her brain has done to protect her from the trauma of the terrible thing that she has done, she's doubting it now and almost lets it slip. However, she cuts the sentence off and holds on tighter to her delusions to avoid facing what she's done. We would never call Forever. anybody that got stabbed 151 times a bitch. We never said that. That was your no, I was calling her a bitch. Isabella. Hmm? Are you confused? A little. You said stabbed the bitch 151 times was your statement. I understand this shit. That was your statement. I'm so upset. I don't understand this shit. Maybe I'm just too upset and I'm fucking saying shit backwards. I don't know. This has been a really bad day. 
Isabella claims to have run away from her home in Ohio, where she took a bus to Colorado. Not only that, but her supposed boyfriend Gabriel is apparently waiting for her at the French Quarter apartment complex as they speak. Once again, the detectives aren't entertained, and instead bring Robert, Isabella's father, into the interrogation room. Who's that? That's my baby. Okay. Sir, do you recognize, do you recognize this? Sure. Come on back out here, please. Do you recognize her? Yes, she's my daughter. What's her What's her name? Isabella. Isabella. What's her last name? Guzman. Isabella Guzman. Okay. Uh, right. This photograph here. Is that photograph? Is that your daughter there? Yeah. Okay. And this is your daughter here. Yeah. Okay. Let's go ahead and we'll sit back here and then we'll see about the back there. Okay. Is he insane? Does she have like a crazy family? Like a completely crazy family? Is that why she's psychotic and killed her mom? My name is Samantha. Who is that man? It's impossible to know if Isabella is delusional or if she knows she's making stuff up and lying. However, if someone is faking, they will break the lie, especially an adolescent. They just can't keep it up that long. It may be hard to believe, but the chances are that she's really this delusional. So we're all lying and that man's insane? Is that what you're saying? No, no, he probably is insane. Why don't you do more research on this do fucking you, girl? Do you think that it was just a coincidence, another coincidence, that that gentleman came down here tonight? I'm not... Isabella, I am okay. Samantha. Isabella, that's your father, okay? He's your biological father, we know that. That's, the that's Isabella's dad. I'm not Isabella. Isabella. Stop calling me Isabella. My that's name is Samantha. That's the reason we asked him to come down here, okay? Like I told you, we were trying to do everything in our power to verify who you are, okay? You know what? This whole this whole thing with Samantha, it I seems think, like is Tyler says window, to me, because... It seems like Tyler says to me that a girl who stabbed a mom 151 times probably has a completely mentally ill family. And he probably thinks that I'm her or something because we look similar. Man, you're making my life hell. Really? Yes. Please. And that's your big concern Take right now. Take me to French is, Quarter so I can see Gabriel. That's your big concern is how your life is. Yes. Do you not have? He is any, not my father. Do you not have any concern for how his life is? No. Who the fuck is he? His fucking problems are not my own. Okay. Do you not have any concern for? Um, that's your, my your baby. Father. God, do you know how creepy that is? You don't have any concern about that? I think that's really fucking terrible. Yeah. You should so never your tell your Your only concern mom. is about you. Through this, this whole thing. This is my life. Yeah. My life. Her life is not connected with mine. Why the fuck we, do we have to We've been trying to life? tell you all along that this is about your life. Because this is about your life. This is an opportunity for you to, to try to make sense or help us make sense of what happened last night. Isabella once again tries to reason with the detectives. But what she fails to understand is that she's only digging herself into a deeper hole. Okay. Yeah, you seem like a nice person who made a genuine mistake. I'm not mad at you. Please just do the no, DNA no, no, test. Listen to me. You have no business judging me. Okay? What do, do you not, mean? Do not judge me. Do not tell me I'm a nice person. He is not my dad. Do not tell me anything like that that makes me mad. Okay? I, and I'm... We're, we're doing everything we can to try to give you an opportunity. If you continue to just sit here and um, 
dick us around. I think you know we're 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 done being we're done being pleasant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, life is hard. Typically, when a detective mentions an opportunity, they then expand on this by showing what this opportunity is going to do for her. However, they don't do that with Isabella, essentially never giving her a good reason to confess. What we know is that's your father. That's not my father. That's not my father. This can't be happening to me. No, I'm not going to prison for the rest of my life after this. No, please take me back to Gabriel. I think you're going to feel a whole lot better if you just tell us what happened. This may be the first time the detectives display a more professional attitude. If you get this off your chest, give you an opportunity to, to feel I better about what you did. Isabella, bitch. She's ruining my whole fucking life. Insane. Isabella, there's more people we could bring Stop in. Calling me Isabella. We could bring your boyfriend in. What boyfriend? We could bring your step stepfather what boyfriend? in. Oh, we know their names. We've talked to them. In reality, Isabella's supposed boyfriend Gabriel would turn out to be a complete fabrication. However, Isabella did have a boyfriend, or an ex for that matter. Detectives sat down with 22-year-old Ilya Abramov, also known as Tony, who was just as shocked at the horrific crime. But what authorities didn't expect was that the young man may have been concealing a secret of his own that also involved 18-year-old Isabella. Apparently, their relationship ended over a week before Yunmi's death, after three years together. But that wouldn't be the last of their encounters. Tony states that a couple days before August 28th, he returned to Isabella's house to drop off some of her belongings. However, when Isabella opened the door, she was furious and tried to attack him with a golf club, though it's unclear if Tony was injured. Apparently, the couple had parted ways because Isabella believed that Tony was cheating on her with their friend, Kathy. Though he asserts that this never happened, Isabella was enraged. Okay, so did you go to the house on the day that this happened? Mm. Wednesday. Mm. You weren't there at all that day? Mm. Somebody saw you there that day. Her stepdad said you came by the house, walked in the house, and went upstairs and had to get some stuff. Oh, yeah, I grabbed my stuff from the closet. I didn't see see her. So you were there that day? But I didn't see her. You didn't see her. Where was she at? I don't know. Okay. So when you go to the house that day, what time is it when you... When you go there then? I think it was around five. So five in the afternoon? Yes. Tony says that he tried to call Isabella. When he didn't receive an answer, he walked in the house. He remembers seeing Ryan, but they didn't speak to each other. Tony made his way to Isabella's room, grabbed some of his clothes, and left the house, all without seeing his ex-girlfriend. But there may be more to the story than he's letting on. Why do you want to come into the police station and start lying to the detectives? Yelia, what's, what's your deal? You went to her house twice that day. You went in the morning, she chased you away with the golf club, and then you went back that afternoon. Tony has just confessed to another lie, where he had previously stated that his violent interaction with Isabella happened prior to the day of the killing. Now the detective is more suspicious than ever, but the topic of conversation suddenly shifts to Isabella and her home life, where Tony divulges some shocking information. Apparently, Isabella had at one point mentioned to Tony that Yunmi allegedly tried to poison her, along with their dogs. She apparently became very sick after eating something from the fridge and claimed she'd smelled an odor of bleach emanating from the dog's water bowl, although these accusations have never been confirmed. 
Tony confesses that he has never witnessed a physical altercation between Isabella and her family members, but rather verbal arguments between she and her mom. And last but most disturbing, Isabella supposedly disclosed another alleged incident where Yoon Mi apparently poked herself in the back of her head with scissors, reportedly stating that she wished for she and Isabella to die together. But the detective isn't buying the claims and continues his efforts to untangle the web of lies, although poorly. Yeah, that's the, the really bad part for you. She just turned 18 a few months ago, so you're going to go to prison forever. Isabella has completely shut down. She's closed off and as close to the fetal position as she can get while staying in her chair. Her level of anxiety at this point is astronomical. Don't bring that crazy man back in here, please. So what's the deal? Why the fuck did that guy say he's my father? Really? Come on now. You know why. He's your father. Ew? No. He's sitting in the next room over here, okay? And he's in tears because... He wants to know what the hell is going on with his kid. That's not my problem, that's his. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess when you're just a selfish, callous, um, heartless person like yourself, are you, you, you would have me? no you would have no no feelings whatsoever for your own why father. Are you insulting me? Clearly you had no feelings for your own mother. So I don't know why I, I would be at all surprised you're by your Isabel. demeanor. Um, but yeah, he's wondering why his I'm own daughter, his own flesh and blood would, uh, would always act have that been. way. But you know, I just found Probably out something different. Be. You want to hear what I found out? What? Okay. You were at H Mart today? Yes? Yes, I'm fucking Asian market. I stopped by there on the way because I needed fucking pads. Can you sit up, please, so I can hear you? Stop talking into I your knees. I stopped by there because I needed some fucking pads. I was hoping somebody right. would be nice enough to let me borrow them. She actually bought me some shit. Okay, she bought you those clothing items right there. The detectives are in possession of more information than Isabella is aware of, yet she continues to lie. That is, until the truth is staring her right in the face. Funny thing just happened. Somebody called the police department from the H Mart. Guess what? They got video down there. Guess what's on that video? Me and H Mart? Because yeah, it's you and H Mart. Because I was there. Okay. Would you tell those people down there at H-Mart it happened to you? That I ran away. No, no, no. There's something else. You told them something else about you. No, you didn't. Yes, you did. Just keep saying worse and worse. Um, sit up. Don't talk, don't talk into your knees. It's disrespectful. What did you tell them? I told them the same shit I told you. No, you told them something else, too. Okay, you know what? I told you the truth about who I am because I have to hear the police. I'm not required to tell the truth about my life to anyone else. Okay? Let me ask you a question. What? When you went into H Mart today, were you covered in blood? No. Oh, yes, you were. No, I wasn't. You're on the video. You went into H Mart and you told them that you were, somebody tried to sexually assault you. Because I have bleeding hands, and they asked what happened to you. Mm -hmm. I have blood all over my hands, yeah, kind of. And I never really got the chance to clean it, I left it such a hurry. 
They gave me some crap when he asked for one and shit. I did tell them something because I needed help, yes. I'm not gonna lie. But I did not tell them about my family and my mom, okay? I did tell them someone tried to kill me, I'm not gonna lie to you because I don't want them to know all about my family. They're not the police. I don't have to tell them who I am, I just need help. I'm ashamed of who I am. It's better to be the victim than the abused, beaten girl. Yes, I lied to them, okay? But I have not lied to you. But that's not the story you told us when you sat down here and we asked you about these bags and where you got them and yes. the circumstances. Yes, are mine. That's not the story you told us. The pads they got for me. And they gave me proper bandages. Yeah, that's not the story fucking... you told us, okay? Plain and simple, it's not. You told us something completely different. You're scared of me. Didn't you? You told us something completely different. Because you lied, right? I lied. Yes, you did. That's a lie. I just do the DNA test. It will prove everything. And then I can be happy for the first time in my life. That's all I've ever wanted. I wanted true love like I want in my books. The detectives then confront her with yet another piece of evidence, where they explain that the H-Mart video camera shows a bloody Isabella walking into the bathroom. When they checked the contents of the room, they found clothing and bandages, all with large amounts of blood. Isabella only responds by saying that she's being framed for the horrific crime. Stop acting like a victim. I am a victim. No, you're not. You're not a victim of anything. The man who's sitting in the room next door who came in here and identified you he must be as, crazy. A as your father is a victim. <laughs> he must be crazy. It would have made more sense that instead of saying she's not a victim, they could have played into her saying she was mistreated by her mom to minimize the crime and make it less morally reprehensible and therefore more likely that she confesses. That's the only okay. answer I can think your of. Your stepfather, Ryan, is a victim. He must okay. be crazy. Your mother, who is now lying None down of those in the corners of Sarandon County. I don't understand how you think I'm her. It's obvious I'm not her. <laughs> no, it's... We're not even going there anymore. It's not... We're not debating the fact that it's not you. We just want to know why you did it. Uh, That's not up for argument. I can't go to prison. You're going to prison. No. Yeah. It really seems as though they think they can just bully her into confessing. I didn't do it. You did a horrible thing. We don't, we don't know Isabella why. did a horrible thing. Stop calling me her name. The detectives once again question Isabella about the reason behind such a gruesome act of violence. How long had you been planning to stab your mother and kill her? Yeah. Was it something that just cropped up, or were you planning on doing it for a while? Yeah. I really hope you fucking find Isabella. Did your mother say anything to you? I hope I don't fucking end up in prison and then you her. find Isabella instead. I'm like, oh, we're sorry, Samantha. We found the bitch. We've given you I all the opportunities. My life was going to be better when I ran away. I guess that's only going to get worse. I'd probably get fucked in prison too, because I'm pretty. Isabella has said multiple times how pretty she is, and this could be a sign of her having narcissistic tendencies. However, it's just as interesting that she switches to show anger and aggression here. When she realizes she's not going to get away and that her story isn't going to work, she starts acting like the Isabella that her stepdad described. It makes you wonder about the veracity of her delusions. I don't think you're pretty. That's mean. I don't think you are either. Isabella turns her body towards the corner of the room and begins to cry. Likely not for her deceased mother, 
but rather the fact that she cannot escape the ensuing consequences. It's going to be dark soon. One of the DNA tests going to come back. I don't want to walk around in the dark. You're going to jail. You're not going anywhere. Else. Man, fuck you. Well, that's the way it's going to be. We're going to have the John Nurse come over, have a look at the okay. wounds, and then we'll build a top there. She's probably have to go to the hospital. She's probably in that one. Yeah, we're just kind of making You're not going to save fucking a jail. Yeah. So, I'm sorry? I'm not going to fucking jail unless you fucking photoshop my fucking eyes. Okay. Um, Do you one. see her fucking face? She has fucking brown eyes. Okay. I can hate you fucking people. Oh, you people fucking suck. And that bitch is probably fucking crazy as shit and she's gonna go kill somebody else. At least we can take some happiness in that. Why do you think I, take, why do you think I was being happy? I'm gonna die, at least you're fucking going down with me. Alrighty. Can you stand up for me? This is for the, uh, we're gonna go over to the hospital and get your hands stitched up, okay? Yeah, that's for the jail. Why? Because that's we're gonna get your hands stitched up, both of them. Put your hands behind your back. Why? Why are ow ow ow? That's where I stand. Okay, hang on. Just relax. Let's take the fucking DNA test Because it hasn't been six to eight months yet, like I told you. I hate you. I know. I saw. My name is Samantha. Right to the end, Isabella refuses to acknowledge her real identity though there may be an explanation behind her sheer roller coaster of a story. After being charged with the first-degree murder of her own mother, authorities still had one unanswered question. Why? But they would have their long-awaited reasons soon enough. As it turns out, Isabella was suffering from schizophrenia, where she experienced delusions for years. But in a shocking revelation, the teenager was supposedly hearing voices, and asserted that Yoon Mi was not her mother, but rather a woman named Cecilia. Had she not taken Cecilia's life, Isabella believed that the world would come to an end. Because of this, she was found not guilty by reason of insanity and transported to the Colorado Mental Health Institute at Pueblo. However, in 2020, seven years after the brutal killing, Isabella claimed that she was ready to be released, stating, I was not myself when I did that, and I have since been restored to full health. In 2021, she was granted permission to leave the facility for therapy, in which she must wear a GPS tracker. However, there's no telling when or if she will ever be permanently released, or if her visits outside the facility will be limited only to therapy sessions. <laughs>